what's going on traders how we doing yes yes there's a little bit of a bounce i'm looking into the space life because i yes i saw that rocket boom today and let me know if you guys did in the chat give me a big thumbs up we got a great show we got headlines we're getting into some d specs we got matterport it's going to be action-packed go ahead smash the like button hit the subscribe and let's start the specs attack Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, traders? How we doing? How we doing? It looks like we need still a couple people to come on over from the other stream, but I'm not going to worry about them because if they're late, that means they're not the true SPACs fans here. The SPAC fans are already in the house. We see Crew Cut, Tim G. Man, how we doing out there? Love to see the loyal viewers in here. Let's bring in the brains to the show. My man, Chris Ketchy. What's going on, Mitch? Yeah, I mean, I watched that Blue Origin rocket launch. You know, whether or not you want to go to space, whether or not you think these companies, you know, are, are ones to invest in, it, it's still an exciting day, right? To see, you know, space travel, you know, becoming so relevant again. So I, I was excited to see that be successful. Also to see the youngest and the oldest person uh, go to space on the same flight. So I thought that was a pretty cool, you know, addition to the record books for, for space travel. Let's just say if they told me to do anything, hop on one leg, scratch my head, whatever it may be, I'd probably be doing it to get my opportunity to get to space. So definitely, I think it's awesome. I mean, I've always been kind of a little bit of a space freak inside of me, always looking up to the stars, looking at telescopes. I remember still to this day when I actually looked through an over $10,000 telescope and was able to see some planets that really just changed my perspective. And I realized, man, we are so small in such a big universe. Yeah, definitely. It really gives you a, you know, a, a good perception on how big everything is to really see all that space stuff. So exciting day, uh, you know, for, for space overall. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's knock out some headlines right quick. We're going to nail this down. We're going to talk a little bit of some D-SPACs and then we're going to get right into our interview. we got a lot to talk about. So further ahead, let's go ahead, take Mitch off, head to the headlines. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, some headlines out there. We also have one deal that was confirmed this morning. It was rumored by Bloomberg not too long ago. Up first, we have PDAC, that's Paradot Acquisition. Their merger partner, LiCycle, announcing a partnership with Univar Solutions, um, that's for comprehensive lithium-ion battery environmental services. Uh, no terms disclosed on this deal. Remember that uh, LiCycle also had that deal with Hellbiz last week for the micro-mobility. So, LiCycle starting to add, you know, lots of, uh, you know, news and deals um, as they get, you know, closer to getting this SPAC deal done. Um, you know, this is one that traded over $12 not too long ago. We're, we're seeing just under 11 now. But, you know, we had the company on not too long ago. This is some exciting technology to recycle those lithium batteries. Keep an eye out on uh, PDAC here uh, moving forward. Some new analyst notes out there. Up first, we have uh, VLDR, Velodyne LiDAR, which we talked about yesterday, uh, CEO stepping down. So Baird analysts downgrading shares from outperform to neutral, lowering the price target from $18 to $10. Um, you can see there on the chart, you know, shares continue to sink down. Uh, as we get into the talk on DSPACs, though, this is actually one where I feel like maybe uh, could have some upside, you know, uh, depending on who they add as the new CEO. Then we have AHAC, which is merging with Humasite Benchmark, initiating coverage with a buy rating and a price target of $18. Uh, again, nice to see a, a price target and a buy rating on a SPAC that has not completed the, the DSPACing process. You also have a SPAC here trading under $10 going into that vote. So definitely keep an eye out, AHAC. And then we have ELMS, Electric Last Mile Solutions, getting an outperform rating from Wedbush. So three analyst notes there to talk about. They had an acquisition today, ChargePoint, CHPT, which I do own shares of, 
uh, charging infrastructure company announcing uh, that they are buying the company called has to be um, an e-mobility provider with European charging software platform for 250 million euros, um, you know, saying that this will help them in their expansion in Europe. They're already an established leader here in North America, but they're calling their investment in Europe critical to their stated growth strategy. Um, so, you know, definitely an interesting one here. Uh, has to be has been around since 2013, 40,000 networked ports, over 250,000 uh, networked ports through open roaming agreements. Um, strong market share in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, over a thousand customers, uh, some partnerships with some brands over there, including Audi and Porsche. Um, keep an eye out, you know, ChargePoint, I continue to like as one of the leading uh, charging infrastructure plays moving forward and that great expansion in Europe there. And then we have VACQ, you know, speaking of space stocks. So the company merging with Rocket Lab, they announced yesterday that they did an extensive review into the cause of that anomaly um, that led to the, that failed mission back in May. They have identified the root cause and they are now on track to launch um, their next mission later this month. I mean, we're July 20th right now. There's limited time left in the month. So I think that uh, we're going to see that launch announcement any day. And I think VACQ shares could actually get a lift on that announcement. Then we have uh, the merger of ANDA approved. That's uh, uh, Strive Foods going to trade as the new ticker SNAX. Did see heavy redemption, and this will also be a low float trading, so be careful with this one. I do own a small position in ANDA. This is one that I've said, you know, I really like the, the lower terms of the deal. Um, but again, I think that low flow and the heavy redemption, you could see a, a big jump later this week, but just be careful, you know, chasing that thing on the low float. Then BCTG setting a merger vote date of August 9th for Tango Therapeutics. Yesterday, we had those deals announced. We saw IIAC down 3.3%, ENNV up 0.7%, CPSR up 0.6%, and OCA up 0.2%. So four deals yesterday, one trading down and three trading up, but all less than a 1% jump. So we're back to the days uh, of you know SPACs not getting you know much of a lift on the first day. And then uh, just pointing out again, you know, with space stocks, we're already seeing Virgin Galactic fall today, SPCE, um, despite the Blue Origin successful launch. But I think we're going to see space stocks in the spotlight again. So just keep an eye out on some of those space backs. And our one deal this morning, this one was rumored not too long ago. Ticker is VELO, that's Velocity Acquisition announcing a merger with Barbecue Guys, which is the largest e-commerce platform for higher-end barbecue grills and outdoor living products. Uh, enterprise value of $839 million will trade as ticker BBQG on the NASDAQ. Current VELO public shareholders will own 24%. Investors in the company include what they call the first family of football. We know them, of course, as Archie Manning. Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, they're all invested in the company. They're also brand ambassadors. Then we also have uh, NFL Hall of F Famers, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson and Steve Hutchinson, also investors in the company. So lots of NFL ties here. Uh, Barbecue Guys, again, founded in 1998. They sell higher-end grills, grilling accessories, outdoor kitchen products. They're also launching um, you know, some professional businesses. They have a full consumer experience with deep sales and customer support. They own several of their own brands, which fit into some different price points uh, using a data-driven approach. So that marketing campaign with the Manning family just launched this year. So we could see some strong brand awareness with this deal um, you know, getting done this year. They have a $46 billion market size. Uh, revenue, this is the, the really fascinating thing about this company, right? We talk, uh, you know, deals with real revenue, 43 consecutive quarters of year over year revenue growth and positive EBITDA. 
uh, revenue of $254 million in fiscal 2020, up from $151 million. Uh, revenue grew at a compounded annual rate of 30% from 2005 to 2020. And they see it growing at an annual rate of 26% from 2020 to 2023. Revenue guidance, $332 million in 2021 and $415 million in 2022. Uh, shares up about 2%. So again, V-E-L-O barbecue, guys. Mitch, what do you think? You know, the, the Mannings, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Archie Manning, uh, you know, being brand ambassadors of barbecue grills. I know you're a big barbecue guy. Uh, you know, we all see your post on the weekends. Uh, what do you think, uh, you know, of this deal? And I mean, that that's a pretty fascinating stat, right? 43 consecutive quarters of year over year revenue growth. Yeah, it's an impressive stat for sure. Um, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research to find out a little bit more about these guys, literally the barbecue guys, but um We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's a barbecue company, but I know there's a lot of companies where you can get a barbecue, let's say. But one of the things is how how good are they on, like, let's say, building custom barbecues, things like that. That's what really can separate them. Um, I know I, I myself am looking to eventually build a, a really massive custom barbecue, so I know how expensive they can be. Um, they're definitely a, a big price ticket. And one of the things that you've been seeing is a lot of people doing improvements to their homes. So with this might be that outdoor experience. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the big points here, you know, is the, the revenue market for the outdoor living space is actually much larger than just the barbecues. And, and, you know, they're essentially combining those businesses and really targeting the whole things, you know? So as you say, build a custom barbecue, I mean, what if you have a one-stop shop to build a custom barbecue and also maybe the surrounding, you know, uh, decor outside to go with it. I mean, I think that could really set them apart. So, you know, 43 consecutive quarters, but it looks like they're, they, they've got an exciting growth plan ahead too. And I, I mean, the Mannings, they're fun. I watched some of the commercials and I think, you know, we'll, we'll hear more from the Mannings this uh, football season with some barbecue guys commercials as well. Well, there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand for barbecues out there, especially in the Carolinas. Um, they like to do a lot of tailgating. Probably were restricted from doing tailgating for a long time, and I think they're going to be they're going to be doing some good tailgates. So I might have to head out to the Carolinas myself. But Chris, one thing to mention: they also got the meats and rubs and the spices. That's where they're getting. <laughs> The growth rate. That's Guys, the mar. There's your margin. That's your margin too. getter your right margins, there. Yep. That's yeah, your I margin mean, getter. I mean, one one stop shop. And you know, Mitch, I, I like. So they they started by selling other people's products, right? They sell you know uh, all the different grill brands, right? Especially the higher end. And then a couple of years ago, they decided, hey, wait a sec, no one's selling grills for X amount of dollars. Why don't we do that? Because we have found from our own data, our customers, right, that they want to spend X amount of money on a grill. So then what did they do? They launched their own grill brands, right? So they launched Blaze. They launched a couple others. So they're hitting on different price points. And I think that's a, a key for them too. So I, I, I like this deal. I, I think the grill trade is alive. We also have a couple grill companies um, going public IPO later this year. So we could see some, uh, you know, valuation uh, trades as well for this deal. Looks like there's some barbecue fans out there. In yeah, the you chat. got some recommendations people Can't throwing out them. to you. So I hey, uh, hey. have to jot some of these down. But yeah, we, we all see Mitch's pictures on the weekend. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he, he lives too far away. You know, he invites me over for these great barbecues. But, you know, it's it's too far of a trip to make it in one, you know, one afternoon. But one of these days, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get that grill game going together, Mitch. Yes, yes. When I when I come to the office, if I got to rent a smoker, I'm going to rent a smoker. I'm going to park it in the garage if I have to. And I am going to just just everything, brisket, pork, chicken, ribs. We got it all, man. We're going to have a good cookout when we get there. Definitely, sure. You guys are all invited, especially my SPACs attack fans out there. Definitely, guys. When I, when I come to Detroit, I'll let you guys know we can do a little barbecue meetup. 
All right, let's go ahead, Chris. Let's get into some D specs. Let's talk really quickly. Um, what's out there? What are you looking at? I know we were going to go a little bit more in depth, so we'll kind of save a little bit further for maybe another show because we've got a great interview coming up next. Yes, guys, we will be getting into Matterport coming up next. But let's talk a little bit of D specs, Chris. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I'll just hit on some of these quick. You know, we we talked about several of these D specs fa- falling below that ten dollar mark. Now, remember, the ten dollar floor is gone, so you no longer trade in shares. But I still think ten dollars is a good, you know, mental level, right? Because yeah. that's really where so many of these traded for so long. So Owlet is one we talked about recently, right? Owlet they make baby monitors. They have the the connected sock. You got shares down 12% today, $8. Uh, Again, this thing shot higher because it was a low float trade. But I think the low float trade's kind of gone now. And and I think now we're going to see, you know, the valuation come into play. People spend money on on their kids, right? And and that peace of mind of knowing that their kids are okay. So this is why I like Owlet, right? They have the technology. They also, you know, when we had the CEO on, he talked about, you know, expanding telehealth, I think he said, Mitch and some other areas, right, to be able to use that data and connect directly to a doctor, you know, when something comes up on that uh, that SOC monitor. So I, I think that's interesting. Um, we also have Astra, right, A-S-T-R, um, you know, as we talk space uh, stocks. This is a company that made it to space faster than SpaceX, Rocket Labs, and Virgin Orbit. You know, they only took four years for, from start to finish, Whereas these other companies, you know, took took decades in some cases. They have a backlog of over 50 launches, a pipeline of $1.2 billion. Uh, revenue really starting to ramp up in 2023. Uh, and then by 2025, $1.5 billion in revenue. So I just, Astra is one of those space stocks I, I continue to like. And, and as you see on the chart, you know, where we're falling down below $10, Whereas this thing, you know, traded above 15 for, for quite a while. Then we have uh, Hylion, right? Our, our friends from Hylion, H-Y-L-N. Uh, again, trading below $10. This is an electrification play. They also have their own truck, the Hypertruck X, right? Coming to market soon. I think that continues to be the big catalyst for the company. And, and I think, you know, that could really be the thing that lifts shares back over 10 consistently. Uh, another favorite we've talked about for a while, Mitch, desktop metal, right? DM. You know, I, w- I was surprised to actually see this thing under $10. I'm getting ready to, to probably take a position in this thing. You know, 3D printing, they're going to be a leader, right? They've got their hands in so many areas, right? They, they, they can print steel. They can print wood. They can print dental products. But, but you look at that chart, and I mean, this thing just continues to fall down. So the big question now is where will this thing stop? But if you're a long-term investor, I, I just think that Desktop Metal is really one of those big companies that that you know could really benefit from that trend in the future. And then BarkBox, uh, you know, pet ownership up during the pandemic. Uh, they were on Kramer uh, Mad Money last night, and they actually talked about how the first quarter is going to be the best ever. That's a quarter that they haven't reported yet. I think maybe they let that slip um, and that we could see them actually come in ahead of analyst, uh, you know, figures. And Velodyne LiDAR, which I said, VLDR, you know, Mitch, I'm really excited to see who they get as their new CEO. What if it's a CEO who has some ties to some auto companies or formerly worked at an auto company? You know, with LiDAR, it's all about those deals and those partnerships. And I think actually getting a new CEO could actually be a positive for the company, whereas really shares are trading down, you know, with that being a negative. So that's something to keep in mind. Then we have Indy Semiconductor, INDI. Again, semiconductors, we all know the story this year. And then the last one, Mitch, which you really hit on yesterday and shares were actually up you know, a lot yesterday, but we have Beachbody, B-O-D-Y, still trading under $10. We're down about 2% today. This could be a a work out from home play, right? As we hear more about the pandemic, they also have the Mix Fitness Bike, a Peloton competitor. 
Um, you know, so B-O-D-Y, I, I like as well. So that's some ideas, guys. Some SPACs under $10, some D-SPAC companies. Uh, again, you know, not a, uh, a recommendation here to go out and buy all of them, but please just keep on your watch list. I think there's some good ones under 10 that could see lifts later on this year. Yeah, definitely. There's, these are ones that you just got to keep on watch. I mean, when once we get into the D-SPAC game, what we're getting into is what we call the fifth wave, which is the valuation period where the fundamentals really start being really impacting the company, right? And we talked about just right now, like you said about Bark, how their earnings are expected to be a little bit higher, might have slipped there. But one of the things that you're going to look for is things like that. Because remember, these companies are giving projections out years in advance. One thing we need to always do is compare those projections and see if they're not only meeting the line, but exceeding the line. And so I think that's very the, the, the most important thing. I mean, if we're, we're going to look at SPACs, we look at them in investments. And with that investment, you just watch how your company keeps growing quarter to quarter and seeing if they're meeting their mark. Yeah, definitely. You know, just pay attention to the numbers, watch the story, watch the chart. So, you know, and that's what we're here for, right? We'll keep uh, bringing the story. Even though these companies have despacked, we'll still talk about them, you know, when there's news and we'll still look at that chart. So, you know, don't go anywhere. Follow along with SPACs attack. But Mitch, we got a great interview coming Let's up. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready to unlock some SPACs. Let's get into it. I'm excited for this. All right. So joining us on SPACs attack today we have RJ Pittman. He is the CEO of Matterport. Matterport going public via SPAC. Gore's holding six. That's ticker GHVI. RJ, welcome to SPACs Attack. Thanks for joining us. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. Good morning, gentlemen. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. Good to have you. And just like I just said, the same thing, you know, what will we expect? We'll look at the presentation and we'll be watching over the next couple of months and years to watch how we keep growing, right? Same thing. I, I think you would agree with that, RJ. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a uh... Great time to be in the market, in our view, and, and certainly uh, for Matterport, it's an opportunity to do something really transformative in a massive category. So we couldn't be more excited for the run up here. Let's do it, Chris. Let's knock out some questions and I'll be back with some of my own. Awesome. So RJ up first, you know, we're, we're SPACs attack. We talk all things SPACs and DSPAC companies. First question I have to ask is, you know, why the decision to go public via SPAC and was a traditional IPO also a consideration for Matterport? Sure. Um, so the uh, the long story short, and it's kind of long, uh, Matterport just celebrated its 10th year anniversary a few weeks ago. So we've been at this for a while, uh, building a strong, scalable global business. And you know, in the last few years, we've just been, you know, setting a lot of uh, performance records for the business. It's really hit, you know, its next inflection point. And we had a lot of options. We had traditional IPO on the table, large private round on the table. And the SPAC market at that time, this was, you know, the end of last year, was pretty busy. And so for us, this was a very strategic decision for us. Matterport was cash flow positive for op from operations for the last few quarters running. And uh, we had raised a private round uh, and hadn't even tapped into that, uh, you know, earlier in the year in um, uh, 2020. And, um, you know, the, uh, the decision at the end of the day was we chose Gore's group. This was not a discussion about IPO versus SPAC or private round. What we said was, you know, let's look for the partner who is going to be vested long term in our vision for what Matterport could truly become. And, uh, and let's get the right group of investors around the table that have a shared vision and a shared mindset. And boy, it was, uh, you know, it was really a, an extraordinary match and lineup with Gore's group. There's a lot to talk about there. Um, but ultimately, that's what, what drove the decision, to be quite honest. 
Perfect. You know, the, there's a lot of people that are familiar with Matterport. It, it's one of the SPAC deals that has performed well. It, it's gotten a lot of media attention. But for anyone out there, um, you know, who may not be familiar with Matterport, give us the, the summary here. What is Matterport all about? We've got that video play and that's also going to help you, you uh, describe this. But uh, RJ, how do you describe your company to, to people unfamiliar? Sure. I mean, Matterport's a spatial data company, and we use AI to turn any physical space into an immersive 3D digital twin. It's an entirely new way to experience, interact, and really to understand buildings and spaces in the physical world. Our technology um, is gotten to a point now where it is so precise that we can recreate a building of any size or space down to a centimeter or millimeter in accuracy. It's 4K HDR photorealism as well. So you, as you can see here, you know, in the video that's running, um, that this is an extraordinary carbon copy of, of the physical world. And what we've done more recently is turn this into a platform. And by platform, you can think of Matterport today as a little bit like Zoom, where you can now bring basically your own capture device to the table uh, and just by pulling out the smartphone in your pocket, starting with iPhone, uh, you can use your iPhone camera to capture enough visual imagery that our AI on the back end will turn into a dimensionally accurate 3D model. This is a game changer. This opens the door so that anybody um, can create a digital twin of their apartment, their home, uh, their office, small business and we go all the way up to you know high rises and buildings that are 750,000 square feet perfect yeah i i love those videos i mean it, it's incredible what what your company is able to do to really you know give this uh you know this 3d 4d model for people to essentially just walk into on screen here so rj uh, matterport recently reported first quarter uh financial results so we saw revenue up 108% to $26.9 can, can you give us, you know, what were the, the highlights of the first quarter? What were maybe some of the numbers that really made you proud of the company and, and items that investors should be looking at in that report? Sure. You know, what you're seeing is this platform really firing on all cylinders. Now that we have opened up, you know, Matterport, we've uh, Matterported buildings and spaces in over 150 countries. Um, over 5 million buildings and spaces, by far the largest spatial data library uh, in the world. We're capturing over 250,000 buildings and spaces every month, and that number is growing. Um, and that's, you know, for me is one of our, you know, key metrics uh, is in our growth rate is how fast are we scaling and digitizing the built world? There's 4 billion buildings out there in the world today. And to put that in perspective, um, that's twice as many websites that are online in the internet worldwide. It, it, it's sort of, you know, mind boggling to, to realize that, but that's why this um, building asset class is the largest asset class in the world. It's $230 trillion asset class. So it's three times the sum total of all publicly listed securities in the world. And that's just one asset class. And it's all offline, uh, save for Matterport, that's coming in and bringing this, you know, category uh, to the digital era through a, you know, a cross category, all building type digital transformation. Uh, and you've seen how industries, whether it's PayPal digitizing money or Netflix digitizing broadcast media um, and Google digitizing information to create these massive platform companies and massive platform shifts. Um, this asset class in this category is bigger than all of those. And it is ripe for disruption, ripe for digitization. And we are, you know, the clear market leader. We're way out in front in this category. And you look at the Q1 numbers and it shows, it, it, you know, fantastic. You know, we, we beat our numbers. That's great. But more importantly is we are just getting started. This is the beginning of, you know, uh, I think a exciting growth story for another decade ahead for Matterport. 
Yeah, that's that's a perfect uh, segue here into my next question. So, you know, you've, you've been around for, for 10 years in your investor presentation and also that first quarter, you know, we've got some hints of what the future holds. So along with that huge TAM that you just hit on with the 4 billion buildings, we also have, you know, a, a SaaS model. We've got international expansion on the table, third-party marketplace, you know, tell us, what is going public? How does that help, you know, Matterport really get to the next level of growth ahead here? Yeah, this is, you know, since we've been at this for 10 years and, you know, we've built an extraordinary technology and IP portfolio around this um, with 60 plus patents and counting um, first mover, first scaler, you know, in this category, you know, by a good measure, um, we've taken the mystery out of a very complex science, frankly, of being able to create these accurate, you know, digital twins and democratizing it. So now this story is all about scale and execution, global expansion. You know, um, the vast majority of the built world is outside of North America, right? Some of the most dense building stock regions are in Asia Pacific, uh, as well as Europe and the Middle East. And we're moving very aggressively into those areas, those markets um, across all building types as well, from residential to commercial real estate. And, um, and this transaction really provides the horsepower for us to do that at scale. Um, I mean, to really get your arms around such a massive, you know, market size opportunity here is not for the faint of heart, right? And so we knew that this was going to take um, a meaningful capital injection if we really wanted to, you know, get a meaningful share of that addressable market. And this this puts us, you know, right in the crosshairs to do that. The second part of this that's, you know, a, a big part of the investment thesis going forward is in what we call the datafication of the built world. So phase one of Matterport in the first decade was all about digitizing the built world and perfecting that technology that creates the digital twin. Second part of it is what do you do once you have all of this data, right? It is a treasure trove of information about physical spaces. One quick example, like I can take a Matterport of a home that I digitized five years ago. I could tell you today how many windows are in that property, how many south facing windows are in the home and what's the surface area, the geometry of my south facing windows as a ratio to the total square footage of the home and instantly give you an energy efficiency calculation, as well as a recommendation on how to save money on your electric bill. And I could also um, generate a, um, uh, an order list for you if you wanted to get new window coverings for all of your windows, because I have them all measured dimensionally accurate, as, as I mentioned, not a centimeter or a millimeter. Um, this kind of spatial data insights is sitting in everybody's property, commercial, residential, travel, hospitality, you name it. And so what we're doing here is moving basically, you know, the building stock into an era where you could think of it as an index search engine and I could query any property for any aspect uh, or characteristic of the building all online and in you know, a matter of seconds. This is, this is the next decade and this is where we think, you know, the real future of the digital transformation of the built world sits. Wow, that's that's awesome! Yeah, in, incredible. You know what your technology can do. In, in June, we got a partnership announced with Facebook, um, and I know that made some headlines. Can you give us, you know, what are the key points of this relationship, uh, partnership with Facebook, and how does it really, you know, set Matterport up for showcasing what you can do with partners? Yeah, I mean, it's this is a great partner story. It's a fantastic testimony to the datafication, you know, side of our strategy that's, you know, already here. And, you know, Facebook is one of the industry leaders in research around data science and artificial intelligence. And of course, you know, their pursuits in uh, AR and VR with the Oculus group. And this one in particular was with their Habitat AI group. And they are focused um, exclusively, exclusively around embodied AI. And so what that means basically is, robots that take a physical form that you might see roaming around an office building or even in a home uh, providing you know personal automated services for you or even a virtual assistant and um, the challenge in this entire category of robotics and embodied ai is 
they need to be trained in real world environments. If they're really going to ultimately have a general intelligence level of capability, which is you know, one of the more difficult tiers to get to in AI, and you know, and it's a little risky to just let robots run wild out, you know, in Times Square in New York or you know, in your home or an office building uh, to train and learn. And so, Matterport, because we have such a rich, you know, set of spatial data of you know buildings of all shapes and sizes from 150 countries, it's that diversity of data that was so interesting to the Facebook research team. And there's there's only one data set like this in the world, and it's Matterports, and we brought together a thousand of the most interesting buildings and spaces of all kinds. Um, and we basically open sourced it to the academic and research community in partnership with Facebook to drive the future of AI and embodied AI in you know, a really accelerated fashion. There's never been a library like this made available to researchers and all of the buildings and spaces um, were opted in by the, the owners of the digital twin. We have a huge, you know, uh, enthusiastic community of customers and, and end users who are donating and contributing their spaces to the cause, if you will. We had tens of thousands actually, <laughs> and we had to cut it back just to, you know, get the first version of this out the door and make it available to people. And um, we have intentions to continue to leverage the community to further open up uh, Matterport's spatial data platform for all kinds of research and development and enhancing, you know, the digital experience of any physical space. Yeah, there was also an announcement of the the platform partner program recently for for Matterport. Uh, can you talk a little bit about this and maybe how you know uh, again sharing that data with customers and they're able to partner with Matterport and, and use that for for different areas? Yeah, um, you know, it, to build. I think any successful platform business, you have to have a robust ecosystem. You know, Matterport is quickly moving from perhaps in its early days as a tightly held vertically integrated solution from our hardware and our innovative Pro 2 camera and capture device, our AI engine, and then, you know, the immersive experience out the other side in 3D. Uh, we've now rotated that 90 degrees. And this is an open platform that with our, APIs and SDK now, we have developers of all shapes and sizes. Literally thousands of developer keys have been pushed out and people are working on exciting kinds of add-ons and enhancements to the Matterport experience, as well as some very large um, partners as well, including Autodesk and Procore, just to name a couple, which are the industry leaders you know, in the space of architecture, engineering, and construction technology. And you know, what are they interested in? Well, once again, you know, Matterport basically represents, you know, the, uh, you know, the end game for um, reality capture. So for a building project of any size, Matterport is used to digitize all stages of building construction because it's both a form of measurement, but it's also a sharp form of visualization of everything that's happening along the way. And because we're operating not with just photography or panoramic imagery, but with true 3D data sets, they can be imported directly into AutoCAD, into Revit, into 3ds Max, and any of the editing tools in that category, as well as Procore's building and construction management tools and software. Um, so that Matterport is essentially just built into the pipeline of these workflows in all of these other vertical market categories. And in, in the category of design and construction, it is a huge area and historically has just been a challenge because all of that as built information from either projects that are in process or buildings that are being renovated, it's been very difficult to get that information into digital form that you can manage, manipulate and design, you know, in these other platforms. Now it's completely seamless. And so the plan is to continue to push for many more partners like this. We have over 50 partners on the platform. And as mentioned, thousands of developer keys out now really giving us a great robust start here that's going to push Matterport into a number of important um, new verticals. And it's one that scales, right? So, you know, if you execute a platform strategy correctly, you can really move into some powerful and very large vertical markets, really fueled and buoyed by, you know, your partner ecosystem. And that's what we're really taking advantage of here, you know, in the next couple of years.
Yeah, you know, in the the slide presentation, we have the the customer base listed, and the the ones that really stood out to me are real estate because I think we can all see, you know, the benefits of a company like Matterport, you know, being able to do the tours of the home. And then we look there in the middle at travel and hospitality, Airbnb. I mean, I know I've used vacation rental, uh, you know, platforms before, and you, you can only get so much from the pictures, right? I mean, I have kids. I want to know, you know, that the, the house is safe, that there's not a bunch of breakables around, that there's room for everyone. How, how does Matterport, you know, really help in this segment of showing off the, the houses to either buyers or renters um, and yeah. maybe some of these other uh, customer segments as well? You know, I'm telling you that the phenomenon just continues to amaze us as we move into this digital area. And I'll tell you, the digital transformation of, of the built world is here. It's here to stay. And what we're hearing from customers and, and participants, you know, in this experience is, is really mind blowing. I'll share a, a couple of things with you. You know, first on the travel and hospitality front, um, you know, we've been, again, in this game for 10 years now. So there's a lot of data that's come in. What is Matterport doing to move the needle in these different categories? Well, if you have a Matterport digital twin attached to your online listing, your nightly rental, whether it's a vacation property or your Four Seasons or a Fairmont Hotels, we move occupancy 14 to 18%. Um, not four or eight, not 1.4, but 14 to 18%, which in e-commerce land, which is where I come from, that's an extraordinary, extraordinary impact. Um, and why is that? Because what this is driving is buyer or guest or visitor confidence that what you see online is truly going to be what you get when you arrive. And photos just don't do justice, especially for the long tail of individual properties, you know, that you might be renting with as a family, you know, vacation spots over in Europe. And you really hope that when you get there, that the space is as advertised, right? And with a Matterport digital twin, you can literally pull out our digital tape measure and measure the size of rooms and the length of the dining room table, uh, the size of the pool, just to be sure that it's going to meet your needs when you get there. And, uh, and no surprise, right, that that has become a game changer. Um, and it's the same kind of thing that's moving the needle in real estate transactions. So home buyers now um, are buying more properties sight unseen than you'd, you'd ever imagine. And all the data coming in today, pre-pandemic, um, those born digital are now comfortable, 55% of the buying public are comfortable buying a property in just sight unseen using digital tools like Matterport. And that number post pandemic has gone up to 70%, uh, which is just an extraordinary mindset shift that the world is starting to embrace. And we, you know, you might've thought like that would be a decade or two away uh, before people would really use the technology for serious transactions. But you know, we've been breaking these interesting sales records all over the country and around the world where uh, in New York City um, uh, earlier this year, a, a $28 million townhome sold sight unseen, powered only by a Matterport digital twin as the experience for the buyer and closed in seven days. And over in Aspen, Colorado, um, a penthouse uh, you know, vacation property broke all the records um, north of $3,000 a square foot uh, for a property that was also sold sight unseen only using Matterport in 12 days. And so it's not, uh, you know, it's not a nice to have anymore. This technology is becoming vital table stakes, you know, for what we believe is going to, you know, be a, a, a long-term built-in role um, across the entire property category. Perfect. You know, I, I turn back to the, the SPAC deal a little bit here. Uh, of course, one of the things we always look at with SPACs is the, the valuation to peers. So, you know, you're in a unique situation because your company's kind of a, a one of a kind. So how did you use, uh, you know, some of these peers to determine the valuation and, and really with the, the SaaS model uh, being a growth item for Matterport? Uh Correct. I mean, you know, as we move to becoming, you know, a true platform first business, it's it's an AI platform. It's automated. You know, as mentioned, um, you know, if you if you compared uh, Matterport's technology and its capability of building these 3D models of, of buildings, 
you know, the alternative is typically done by hand using a product like AutoCAD or something of that nature. So, you know, there are companies out there uh, that do all sorts of building engineering and, you know, they may over a 10 or 15 year uh, life of these companies uh, engineer and create 10 to 15,000 digital twins of large buildings and construction projects. And, you know, we do that in a couple of hours. Right. And so because it is a completely automated data service platform, we look at ourselves, you know, today, now that we've gone to a strategy that says bring your own hardware, you know, the majority of our revenue is coming from SaaS. And when you see our margins continue to move out over the next five years, you know, up 70 towards 80 plus percent, it's not because we're figuring out how to run the business more efficiently. It's just that the mix shift is continuing to accelerate towards basically, you know, an all SaaS revenue stream and our hardware, which is our Pro 2 camera, we're selling more Pro 2 cameras than we ever have in the history of the company, but that's a means to an end, right? That's not the business, that's the shift that we made that said, now you can use any kind of capture technology, including a phone. And I'll remind you, there's 5 billion smartphones out there in the world that now will become Matterport capture endpoints as we bring this online for Android as well later this summer. Um, this really is, um, a, uh, a SaaS business and really a bit of a data analytics business as well. Um, and so when you're looking at the multiples uh, on a business like this, um, you know, we're very bullish because uh, a few things, as mentioned, um, Matterport got to cash flow break even, cash flow positive before we even hit the $100 million run rate, um, you know, threshold. So, you know, we've cracked the code on profitability. The story here is just about investing in growth and how fast we can continue to accelerate grabbing market share because my customer acquisition costs are never gonna be this low. Um, we're an N of one in this category. And as you saw on that uh, page, the, the slide that you showed with all of the logos, I mean, we're getting the biggest companies and the biggest names in the business are signing on to the platform. JLL, Cushman Wakefield, Compass, Redfin, you know, biggest players in in real estate um, and across many of these other categories, 13% of the Fortune 1000 and climbing are committing to Matterport at an enterprise level. Uh, and it's all, it's a complete, you know, SaaS business uh, transaction with these large enterprises. And so that's what you can come to expect and see more of here as we continue to shift into, you know, a SaaS dominated revenue mix, um, you know, the profile only gets better. Awesome, RJ. You know, great insight into the company here. Uh, you know, we've got a, a lively chat, all the different, you know, sectors that Matterport could be in, but getting a lot of comments about, um, you know, architects using using the, the software. We, we've got, you know, uh, insurance claims, aircraft auto train for accident investigations. I mean, it, it just seems like the opportunities are, are endless for, for a company like Matterport. Is that fair that, you know, you're just touching the surface here with some of these areas? A absolutely. And in fact, those are um, some great call outs. And um, uh, the insurance category is one of our fastest growing uh, business verticals. And this was one that really sort of grew out organically from our platform strategy. This is what I love about Matterport is, now that anybody can basically, you know, grab a capture device and go, um, they're pushing us into categories that really have a lot of value. And for insurance in particular, claims adjustment, you know, the way that's done today is you have a claims adjuster who will come on site if you have a fire, a flood or theft. And what will they do? They'll take photos, they'll make some notes and maybe take a few measurements. Well, if you have a Matterport digital twin of the space, you have a carbon copy uh, the exact scene, the exact situation. And you actually don't need to even send a, uh, an adjuster on location. And so what we're using are all of these service provider networks that, you know, are, are equipped to go dry out a building if there's a flood or start the, you know, fire and smoke damage um, repair process armed with Matterport cameras to capture the scene and then all of the stages of restoration and it gives a completely different view, a precision view for insurance companies and claims adjusters move very quickly through that restoration and claims payout process. And it's saving everybody on both ends of the equation, just extraordinary amounts of burnt dollars uh, and expenses uh, because you now are working with, you know, 
uh, a precision experience as if you were there. And so the, the claims adjusters can all do this from headquarters. They can do it remotely uh, and they can really dial in, you know, precision uh, claims payouts according to exactly what's happening down, you know, at the location. And this goes all the way out to the other side of insurance where um, if you want to just underwrite an insurance policy for your home, your apartment or your office, um, same kind of thing. Like the appraisal that's used to assess the property that you're you know, getting insured is the, the most insufficient piece of information in existence today. Like it's it's you know, it's a crime that uh, the, these appraisals are so starved for basic information about the asset that you're either underwriting or you're getting a mortgage on. And Matterport basically creates the digital system of record of the future. And so you might imagine a, a very near future where, you know, an insurance company says, save 15% or more on your home insurance if you have a Matterport digital twin. And then suddenly that makes a very compelling, you know, proposition for you to go digitize your property. And you can do it with the phone you can download the app and you can scan one house, one apartment, one business for free. So why wouldn't you do it, right? Um, these use cases are only going to continue to pop up and, and push into all kinds of interesting uh, areas like the ones that the folks in the chat are talking about. Yeah, you know, some great call outs from the chat here. So RJ, you know, if you ever need new ideas for, for new sectors for Matterport, I mean, we, we've got some great people here in the chat ready with some ideas, ready to help you grow the business. RJ, we've also got some people in the chat, I mean, that have used the product. I've got someone saying that they used it for their Airbnb and it was great. And, and also someone saying that they use Matterport for their real estate business. So you've got some fans here in the chat. You've got some people that want to help your company grow. You know, it, it was great to have you on the show today. Uh, you know, we look forward to hearing more from you. So uh, again, anyone tuning in, RJ Pittman, the CEO of Matterport, Matterport going public with Gores holding six. That ticker is GHVI. RJ, thank you so much for joining us on Spax Attack today. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. And thanks for your support and everybody out there uh, in the community. We love it. Keep sending us feedback. We're going to keep making Matterport better for you and delivering some really exciting new things in the coming year. Awesome. Thanks so much, RJ. Have a good one. All right, guys, uh, another exclusive interview here on SPAX Attack. You know, Matterport, one of those companies that's gotten a lot of love. We, we've got shares trading well over that $10 mark. They have a vote this week. Um, so I'm sure we're going to be hearing more from the company soon. Uh, but definitely one worth checking out, you know, as, as someone you know, who has looked again at vacation rentals, uh, you know, and Mitch, maybe you can back me on this. You know, you look at those pictures, you look at the, the, the ones that have the video tour of the home, right? And Matterport, one of the companies that is really helping to, to step up the game, right? And same with home, you know, real estate. You, you can literally take a tour of the house. You can see every square inch. So that's a huge benefit. But, you know, RJ went on about all these other segments, right? You know, this is a huge business to really be able to capture, you know, the, the model of the home without being there. Definitely, definitely. I loved I loved the, the iOS capture. I think that's what really threw me at like a, a loop when I saw that. I mean, who, who doesn't have an iPhone nowadays? It's almost like it's like a question of do, do you even own a house? <laughs> like, are, are you homeless or do you have a phone? So, I mean, majority of the people are going to have that iPhone I want to see also if there's an Android app. I, I didn't get coming, to ask coming that this one. year. Coming this year, he said. Yep. I would. I will definitely be paying attention towards yep. that so because I myself would use it. Yep. You know, I, I have an Android, but I, I all I got to do is just ask the next door neighbor. I'm sure he has an iPhone. I could probably use his and then go ahead and set this up. It's very interesting that it's able to accomplish this just with the technology that's in our hands. And so that 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 really impressed me. W what do you think, Chris? I mean, there's going to be tons of uses, I think, that kind of build off of this. Um, so w what do you think? In any, any use case? Yeah, you know, and a, a lot of people, Mitch, in the chat keep talking about the insurance industry. You know, I, I, I go back to that, right? You know, we, we, we talked about the, the uh, Kin Insurance deal yesterday, right? A, a digital first insurance company going public. 
you know, Matterport, a company that could really help, you know, with maybe the claims adjustments, maybe, you know, deciding how much it should cost to insure a home or a business because they can do the video. They can see, you know, as he said, how many square feet it is, how many windows they have. He also hit on a little bit, a sector that I think could benefit Mitch, I don't know if you caught when he said, you know, that they can pull up a model of a home and know, you know, how many windows and also know maybe how much the home could save if they did, you know, smart energy efficient windows or if they did, you know, other things. I mean, we, we talk all the time about sustainability and that being a growth area. I mean, Matterport could definitely help in that, uh, you know, segment as well. Yeah, I think what could be also interesting is, you know, right now companies are having this idea of trying to figure out how to best use their office space, right? A lot of them are trying to figure out how many workers am I going to bring back? What am I going to do to the office to adapt to the new COVID environment? And I think this is a really great way of having plenty of different options already made for you. And then you go in to take a, a kind of a better decision. Because you have multiple options, not like I'm just going to move all the furniture this way, and then we'll we'll see we'll see how it looks at the end, and, and see how you can use it. No, I think this is going to be massive. There's a lot of people that are trying to stay at home. So with that being said, I think some offices are going to adapt, make make it more of a friendly environment, not just let me do uh, 500 cubicles and just take up the middle of the space. How can I make the office space more an inviting space so that I do get some of my workers to come into the office? This is just a lot of uh, kind of use cases, especially right now coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it's all about, right? With growth is, you know, uh, you know, use cases, right? And, you know, it, it, you look at some of those things in the presentation. I mean, again, there's so many areas this can hit on. You know, it's a SaaS business model. It's recurring revenue, Mitch, which we love talking about on here. You know, it's a 10-year-old company too, right? They've got data from 10 years. They've got a partnership with Facebook. They've got partnership, I mean, Airbnb, right? How many times have you, you know, we discussed Airbnb across our Benzinga shows during the pandemic? Right. And now you have this reopening, right, where people are, you know, going on vacations, they're going to Airbnbs and Matterport, you know, and he even said the figures like they're able to sell houses for what, like 18 percent more using Matterport than, than people that don't use it. I mean, when I go to sell my house, I, I'd rather get 18 percent more. Right. So, I mean, if, if that means including a 4D tour. You know, I, I think that that's worth doing it, right? I mean, you, you want that extra money. Yep. And in a world where everything's moving further and further into digital, this is just part of the transformation. All and right, guys. AR, good. AR and VR, Mitch. I, I know those are Can't big words for you. I heard him say you, AR and VR. You, you know how that is. You can't hide from those. I mean, I just look at my computer and I think about what we used to have 10 years ago. Just imagine what we're going to have 10 years from now. So I think, you know, the data use is just always, always uh, ways to come up with technology businesses. This is where you're going to start seeing just about every business that wants to succeed be on top of their digital game. All right, let's go ahead. Let's wrap it up here. We're going to go ahead and just I, I want to take a quick look at the watch list, see what we got moving out there. What's going on? Looks like EVGO, man. EVGO is just taking a little bit of a go now. Let's go ahead and take a look here right quick. Um, we're up about 9%. Nice nice chart there. You see this, guys? What is this? What is this, guys? One up, one down, two up, two down, three up. What do we need to do? Hold some support and look at that baby go. That's, yeah, that's couple, what it's all about, man. Electric, electric plays, it looks like, topping the watch list. I see Fisker and uh you know, Churchill Capital also trading up about 4%. Um, ChargePoint having a decent day. And as you said, EV go. So it looks like we're seeing some interest in the, the EV stocks again today. Also, Mitch, uh, Clever Leaves, I see um, up today. They did have some news that they got a partnership with Sundial yesterday. Uh, again, Clever Leaves, I think, is one to watch if we do see federal legalization. But that could still be a little ways away here. One of the ones that was very much in favor until we came into this kind of turnaround was FSR. So definitely keep your eyes on that one. 
Um, one of the things that I love about FSR is that you just continue to see that they're, I think, are going the right way in that I can sometimes question in these EVs how these productions are going to be meeting their kind of, uh, let's say, targets. But when I think about FSR and I think about it, I mean, they're teaming up with the right companies to manufacture their vehicles. And so with that being said, I have less of a question if they can meet their target production values. And so with that being said, watch for the Fisker. I mean, it just bounced off the support. It gave us an attempt here at 1440. You see this support here, support here, support here. Look where right way it, it went right to it. So definitely keep your eyes on that, guys. We'll see if that support right there holds again, 1440. Um, who knows? Maybe if it gets back down there, I might attack that support myself. Yeah, I love Fisker with the partnerships. Magna and Foxconn, I mean, that's a great way to secure your future, right? Partner with the companies that have already made cars for other companies rather than trying to do it all yourself because could be a way that they stay ahead of the competition here in the U.S. So great call out, Mitch. Uh, that's going to do it for SPACs Attack today. You know, again... Oh. Uh, another it doesn't uh, get better action packed yeah we had an exclusive interview matterport that's one that i know a lot of people have been asking about for a while i also gave you some spacs under ten dollars d spacs you know to maybe look at and then mitch calling out you know what's on the watch list that maybe you should be looking at today so i'll be back tomorrow spacs attack 11 a.m eastern time tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.